Welcome to Empty Opinions. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Empty Opinions podcast, a place for all things culture. My name is Eladio Polanco, a.k.a. E4, a.k.a. Dominican Nav. You would get that if you have seen me recently. I got a nice fade, nice haircut, you know, short hair, D4 is here to stay, maybe, I guess. I've been getting too many compliments. But it's funny, it's just a different look, it's all it is. Because two months from now, people are going to be like, alright, bro, you're just, you're just you, right? Like, it's nothing too crazy. But then I let it grow, and I try some other shit, they're going to be like, oh, damn, that looks fire, too. Nah, maybe I'm just coping. Because I didn't realize how much people wanted me to have short hair until now. And now the reactions I'm getting is like, you know what I mean? Apparently I'm sexy. Well, first of all, I've been saying my face guard never declines. Uh, I guess it took a haircut for me to, you know, for people to realize that about myself. Uh, Yeah, man. I've been feeling a haircut. I've just been a little, well, a lot more horny. Because it's like, you get a haircut and you think, I, I feel like I deserve, I deserve some pussy. That's how I've been feeling. Like, or I just deserve the attention of women now, now that I have a haircut. Maybe that's my self-worth. Maybe it's just me being like, I guess, if I felt like that before, it probably wasn't good. You should always feel like you deserve whatever you get. But that just wasn't my reality. And now I'm just like, you know what? I do deserve some coochie. pretty loud next door it is what it is just have to record i could you know technically go over there and be like hey i'm recording can you lower it down a little bit but also i gotta i, I want to do this pod i'm also that's the other thing i gotta address this pod is late it is what it is you know what i mean i didn't feel like doing it i was tired because the day i was supposed to record it i recorded an episode of listen to this while you shit for patreon uh patreon.com slash body mouth um and by the time I was done, I didn't really have it. That's the thing about doing a solo pod that Dom knows very well. Dom from my co-host or the host of Listen to This While You Shit. Doing this shit is hard, dog. You got to just get the energy and just do it. And it's like, I could just not do it. You know what I mean? I got so close to just being like, listen, this week I pondered. I've so been avoiding doing this pod that this week I was like, do I really even need to make a podcast? Our podcast cooked. Can I just make YouTube videos of me talking? Is that fine? Is that okay? Can I just do that? Um, and well, clearly I'm doing the podcast now, so it's not like I totally changed my uh, strategy, but it is still in the back of my head. The idea of pods being cooked. Who cares about podcasts anymore? I don't know. I, I've been, I've been, I've been very, I've been feeling like that for a while now. I just don't like. The, the perception of podcasts and how podcasters treat their podcasts. It's, it's too much like, yo, what the fuck are we doing? Like, make it feel important. But a lot of these podcasters don't. You know what I mean? I get pissed when I see, like, just podcasts. I'd be pissed at looking at podcasts nowadays. I do. But it is what it is. I am, you know, this is the most podcasting shit you could ever do is, like, complain about other podcasts. That's fun. I'm in an endless cycle, and I'm trapped, and I can never get out. But before we get to today's show, 
I want to do a little bit of housekeeping. That's right, we got some housekeeping. Um, I'm upset that even with this house music, you can still hear a little bit of uh, the audio from next door. That's not ideal. Uh, also, the fan is on. I mean, listen, man. You get the audio you get, to be honest. And here's the thing. This is another reason I might not do a podcast moving forward and just do YouTube videos. Because the standard for audio for a YouTube video is less strict. Because <laughs> for a podcast, it's like it's a pod- It's only audio. You're only focusing on the audio. And if the audio is bad, then you're fucked. But if it's a video, it's like you're looking at shit. You know what I mean? It might be some cool edits that you're like, okay, I see what he did there. Anyways, please, so I don't stop doing this podcast, rate and review this pod on Spotify and Apple Music. Spotify, I recently learned that for you to rate it, you got to listen to a couple of the episodes. So first do that. I mean, you're listening right now, you know, hopefully on Spotify. So that means that you've listened a good enough amount. So I would imagine you can rate it. So you should do that if you can. Also, Apple Music, not Apple Music, it's Apple Podcasts. I wrote Apple Music in here. Apple Podcasts. Go to Apple Podcasts, leave a rate and review. I have a couple. I don't got enough. Not enough people listen to this pod. That's the other thing that annoys me. It's like not that many people listen to this fucking podcast. It's a podcast anyways. Most of the views I've got and most of the success I've gotten with this pod or with this brand, with Empty Opinions, has just been on YouTube. Nobody's listening to this fucking pod and I don't know how to get people to listen. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. <laughs> Subscribe to the YouTube channel so you can see me uh, ranting and you can see any sort of hope for my career leave my eyes in real time. You'll see it and be like, oh my God, he lost all faith right there at minute one and 36 seconds. Follow me on Twitter, Instagram, and Letterboxd at Eladio Talks, E L A D I O Talks. And finally, just Follow the pod on Instagram and TikTok at Opinions Empty. I would have put the Twitter, but I'm not doing pod shit on the Twitter. So there's not even any point in doing that. You know what I mean? Here's the first thing I want to talk about. I want to talk about Ice Spice's new snippet. Um, I want to play it, actually. Let me find it. It's in my history. I was just I was just listening to it. I am a little bit obsessed with Ice Spice. I'm not going to lie to you, man. I'm really not going to lie to y'all. I love Ice Spice, even though she's getting whiter, and that's obvious. Dear baddie, she's showing her panty. She's shaking like jelly. Hundred bands of Chanel, but I'm still shaking ass in a deli. Dear baddie, she's showing her panty. Yeah, yeah. She's shaking like jelly. Hundred bands of Chanel, but I'm still shaking ass in a deli. So that's the Ice Spice song that she's teasing. Here's the thing about Ice Spice: I've realized Ice Spice is a vibes artist. You know what I mean? She's an energy artist. And what does that mean? It means that you hear it just for the music's sake. It's not even like her looks either at this point. You know what? Although that I, I just I was just saying that she looks beautiful and she does. But the reason her music is working right now, is not because of her looks. I don't think I don't think it's that I don't think it's people listening with their eyes. You know, I think what it is is that you hear it and you're like. I don't know. It, it, it sounds a little weird just in, in a snippet. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you just hear it just with your ears. It's like, okay, that's fine, but I don't see how this could be big. Like, what are those drums? The, the, that's a Jersey Club, like, rhythm, right? Or drill, whatever you want to call it. 
but it got some weird drums and like orchestral whatever like vocals in the background you're just like what the fuck is going on you're like you hear it once and you're like okay i'm cool off that and then two days go by and every single fucking bad bitch every single girl you like on the internet is using that cap cut filter on tiktok where the pictures are going by and then that's the backing track it's like It taps into this idea that music is much more than just what you hear. Music is everything surrounding it. As music is what kind of mood it puts you in. The visuals can greatly, uh, uh, the, the visuals can make it better or worse. Music is is kind of like a social thing, like a, 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 a convenial. Is that a con, 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 convenial word? Congenial. It might be congenial. I got to find this word. Congenial. Uh, what is congenial? Pleasant because of a personality, qualities, or interests that are similar to one's own. Pleasant or agreeable because suited. Okay. It might be congenial. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. Music. Well, this wasn't what I meant because I've seen the synonyms and they say pleasant, pleasing to one's liking. I didn't mean that, but it is also congenial. But my overall point is like music gets greatly enhanced by its surroundings. All the senses go into what makes a good song. You know what I mean? It could be your eyes, ears, smell. Like, you go to a concert and it smells fucking awful. Forever, you're going to be like, I don't want to hear that song. Because I just, the fucking smell is going to activate my memory of this song. and it's, Or, you know, vice versa. I'll listen to the song and all I can think is, damn, it's stinking there. You know? Music activates all senses. And when you see uh, bad women... Shout out to good women, bad people. Uh, their podcast is finally, you know, free. Check it out on uh, Apple Music. Apple Podcasts. Fuck, I keep saying Apple Music. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and YouTube, and TikTok, and Instagram, and Twitter. It's everywhere you can find it. Good women, bad people. But you see beautiful women just posting pictures of themselves with that song in the background. It, as a guy, it's just you're immediately just going to like it. Same thing when you go to a party. And a certain Ice Spice song comes on and everybody, every beautiful girl in that party starts singing it to the top of their lungs and they're shaking ass. You're not going to dislike that song after that. So, you know, that's the only thing I'm saying when the song on its own, it's like, it's okay. It's weird. It's a little like what's going on here. But usually music, at least fun music, quote unquote fun music, music that doesn't scare the hoes. It involves way more than just the music itself. Music is about more than just music. That's my point. And Ice Spice perfectly illustrates that. And listen, I listen to a lot of music. So I can objectively say most of Ice Spice music isn't good. You know, she's steadily improving. But as Cam from Candy with Cam, another pod on the Potty Mouth Network, he once said she shouldn't be allowed to improve in front, like at a Taylor Swift concert. Like, that's kind of crazy. And I agree. That's that's a crazy thing that she's able to get to that point in life. And she's still improving. It's so loud. It's distractingly loud. I don't know if it's usually this loud. I don't know what's going on. But it is what it is. Yeah, Ice Spice's new song, that snippet. It's funny. The first time I heard it, it was trash. Now it's like... Oh, those are some interesting drums. <laughs> that's that's literally the the fucking journey I went on with Ice Spice, man. 
And like I said, Ice Spice is getting whiter, and I don't like that. She's still a very attractive young lady, and she's still dropping rap music, which I like. I thought she was going to go full pop. She's not. Hunting Benz and Chanelli. That's pretty good, man. I like it. <laughs> See, this is what uh, women you like posting pics with the song in the background. That's what motherfucker, man. All right. It's funny because, yeah, like uh, the audience around you definitely... It definitely can influence how you feel about something. But sometimes it doesn't. And that's bad. And that's how I felt when I went to see this new Mission Impossible movie. Mission Impossible Debt Reckoning Part 1. I was hoping, because I I went to see it at 10 p.m. It's a three-hour movie. I was done by 1 a.m. I was hoping, I was sincerely hoping, the audience energy was going to be there where I would enjoy the movie more. Because like if the stunts are crazy, then the audience is very engaged. But uh, unfortunately, that wasn't the case. Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning Part 1 is ass. I did not like this movie. Granted, the movie is well done. You know, it's, it, when it comes to action, as good as action as you'll see, at least well made. You know? Uh, you know, Haley Atwell was good in it. You know? There were some funny moments. There's some standout scenes that those scenes in and of themselves, I will go back and rewatch. But the problem was, especially when it came to action, there was only like four set pieces that I can think of at the top of my head. Granted, I did fall asleep for like 30 seconds about five times, especially in the middle of the movie when there's a seven minute scene of fucking Tom Cruise explaining to Haley Atwell what it means to be a fucking Mission Impossible agent, IMF agent. You know, that happened and I was just like... What the fuck are we doing? And also the Dutch angles and the score, they're, they're, they're cool, but it's like, dog, it's seven minutes of that shit makes me go to sleep. And I understand that this movie was purposely supposed to be like, you know, it's supposed to take you back. It's supposed to be similar to the movies of the 1970s, like paranoid thrillers of the 70s and 80s, mainly 70s. You know, it calls back to the first Mission Impossible. I haven't even seen most of the Mission Impossible movies. I only started watching from four, I think. I've seen, I think I've seen four, five, and six, and now seven. I didn't see one, two, three. And even I know, I could tell from the, even the opening scene when they're in a submarine, I could tell that they're going for more of an old school vibe, you know? And that's fine, but also make it not fucking boring. Like, and that's what I mean. Like, old school doesn't necessarily have to equal boring. But I feel like a lot of people are like, oh, yeah, I love that 70s vibe. Yeah, the, the vibe where they're just talking about exposition for 10 minutes. What the fuck are we talking about? This shit was ass. I didn't like this movie at all, man. I didn't like it at all. It also felt way too long. It felt like they were really, really, really trying to extend this part one. Like they wanted to do add more to the movies. And so they split it. But then they realized when you split the movie, you still need to fill it with shit. And there wasn't that much shit. In part one, you know what I mean? They just stretched it out like those seven minute dialogue scenes. And I don't even know if it was seven minutes, but it felt like that. Don't give me a seven minute dialogue scene explaining how to join IMF. What the fuck are we talking about? There's a certain point, probably around the same, like the middle or at least like two hours in where they're talking. There's a dialogue scene and it feels like it's been going on for three minutes. You know, I feel like he's about to wrap up and then. One of the characters like brings up a point. I'm like, wait, what? We're still not done? 
we're, you're gonna expound on this point now it was it was really boring man and it, it and that's you know i think it's a victim of expectations but not even that because to be honest i almost didn't watch this movie the only reason i watched this movie was because i love fallout and i watched fallout and i'm like this is one of the greatest action movies of all time i loved it and i was like okay i'll give it a chance i'll watch this the next one you know because i'm thinking i don't know i'm, I'm thinking like even if my hype for this movie isn't you know isn't necessarily there I'm sure it'll live up to its expectations. I'm sure it'll live up to the last one at least. That's what I was thinking because I should have listened to my gut, dog. I wasn't. I wasn't hyped for this movie whatsoever. There was no excitement. There was no, you know, I didn't even see that 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 stunt that Tom Cruise did to sell the movie, where he like jumps off, a, rides a motorbike off a ledge, and then just like glides or pulls out a parachute. I didn't see the promotional material for that that much. So even that part was supposed to be exciting. And then he just he rides up and then he's flying. And then what? It, it's wild to me because that's really the whole movie. You're thinking, okay, what's the stunt? And that stunt is cool. But nah, dog. You could have made it more creative. That shit just wasn't creative. It was just you just rides off in a fucking... How is that that crazy? That feels that doesn't feel that crazy. That doesn't even feel as crazy as like being at the fucking the Taj Mahal or what? I don't know if that's a name. That could be. I'm sure that's not what I'm thinking. Like the tallest building in India a bunch of years ago. I don't even know if it's still the tallest building, but that building. I don't know if it's called the Taj Mahal. Actually, I want to look it up because I'm going to laugh even more because I know the Taj Mahal is wrong. What the fuck is the Taj Mahal? <laughs> Yo, the first result on Google is the Taj Mahal grocery store in Upper Darby. <laughs> Yo, that's so fucking funny, dog. What the fuck is a Taj Mahal, dog? I don't know. <laughs> I, did I just make up? Okay. No, I didn't make up. The, the Taj Mahal is a... Okay. Yeah, here we go. The, the, something says it here. The Taj Mahal is a mausoleum complex in Uttar Pradesh in northern India built by the Mughal Emperor Shah Jahan in the 17th century. I mean... You know, I knew it wasn't the grocery store, but I knew what. Yeah, that, that the picture that I'm looking at right now is that's what the Taj Mahal. But that's not what Tom Cruise, you know, climbed. Anyways, the stunt in this movie just wasn't even worth selling the movie off. Like there was so many others. That, well, actually, not really, because most of them were like fun in the movie, but it wasn't necessarily marketable stunts. The marketable stunt in this movie just wasn't it. And by the time we get to it, it's the end of the movie. And I was already checked out. And I'm hoping, okay, maybe this will bring me. I'm hyping myself up. And then it doesn't. And it's like, what the fuck? The fuck? And, and you know, sure. If you're going to do a slow burn kind of a action sp spy movie, right? You're going to do only a couple of set pieces. At least make the dialogue interesting. At least have the character say things other than just exposition. You know what I mean? Like, have them talk about their lives. I don't just want to hear them talking about, so to cut this bomb, you got to, and then what's this riddle? And then it's, it's awful dialogue. The first, like, third of the movie was really fun. And I'm like, ooh, let's go. This is fun. Second third, 
I could barely stay awake through. And then the third, 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 sure. The final third, better. That one was just like, okay, it, it was fine. There was some like two like old, two middle-aged men fighting on top of a train station. Not that exciting. But there was a point where like carts, it's something with a train where the train goes off a bridge. And I don't care. This is not really a spoiler. You know what I mean? Like, I didn't really, I didn't spoil any other real spoilers. I'm trying to stay away from that. But the final scene does involve a train and a bridge gets blown up and it's like dangling carts. That sequence was very exciting. So, yeah, just very loud. Um, yeah, that part was exciting. But outside of that, it was just like, I gave it a 6 out of 10. If you want to hear more thoughts on it. Go check out my letterbox profile. I reviewed it a couple of days ago. By the time of you listening to this. Yeah, man, it was cool. It was all right. It was all right. It's nothing crazy. It is what it is. I wish it was better. I wish it was better. But honestly, it, it probably I, I the the reason it's probably not as good is probably because they were rushing to get this out before any of the strikes were happening. Because I think people were expecting strikes to come, and uh, obviously the writer strike happened, so they wanted to get it out before that. And now the actors have officially gone on strike, and this is good news. Well, it's good news for humans getting paid what they should. It's not necessarily good news for content. You know, we're going to get a lot of reality shows. Wrestling is going to be big, probably. You know, a lot of shit that doesn't involve acting, really. Like, good actors. Like, the good actors are out of commission until this strike is over. And that's actually a good thing because, like I said, it's good for them getting paid. Also, you know, it gives the writers more leverage. Like, the actors standing with the writers. You know, I, I read, a, st- I read a, a headline. Not necessarily a full article, but a headline that was talking about Last time this has happened, it was like the 60s or 80s. It's been a while, basically. It's a big deal that the actors and the writers are going on strike. And um, oh, th- this seems like it means that the, the, the strikes are going to be done sooner rather than later because actors are important, you know. Directors were the only bitches that didn't go on strike. They just got their... Yeah, they didn't give a fuck about nobody else. It's like, yeah, I just want to direct, dog. I don't care. I mean, I don't care if they underpaid. I'm not. Ha <laughs> dickhead. Right? That was what's happening with them. But, you know, the actors were like, no, I think, you know, we deserve to get paid. Oh, that's right. Because actors also suffer from this because, you know, a lot of the, the reason they're striking is because of money. It's AI and money. Those are the two main reasons. But money specifically, it's about streaming services not necessarily paying as much. Or not that the pay structure changed with streaming services because one, they were just buying shit outright. There wasn't no residuals. And two, you don't know how many people are watching the shit. So you don't know how much money you deserve in, in renegotiations. So, you know, it's uh it makes sense that the actors went on strike because they get paid off of residuals as well. You know? You see how the friends actors are doing, they are getting paid a bag. Still. It's been twenty years since that show was out. They're still getting paid money. So Good for them. Good for them going on strike. Um, I got a lot of content to catch up on. We did too much content. There's too much content in the universe. So we just got to go back. It was like, what the fuck was that thing we missed? You know, we didn't, ha- we didn't watch Alma Virgo yet. I should probably check that out. 
What's something that flew under the radar this year? The movie Sanctuary, you know, no more movies coming out, y'all. Sanctuary is, is a thing, <laughs> you know. Uh, there's a lot of shit we've missed. There's too much content out in the universe, and now we can finally catch up. I still haven't watched Tiger King. So, I go back and watch that shit. Uh, you know what? Am I, I don't know. Will I watch this? I don't know. I feel the same way about Tiger King that I feel about Opium. <laughs> Crazy transition. Uh, yeah, I feel the same way about both. Where it's like, I understand their cultural awareness, their cultural impact. I understand that a lot of people would know about them. I just didn't seem that interesting. It's not that I'm opposed to them. It's just I haven't really tapped in. The, and the reason I'm bringing up to Opium is because they're going on tour. And here's why I wanted to talk about this. I think Opium going on tour is pretty cool. I like that they're going on tour because it means that uh, this might be the first time I've seen like the head of a like an artist because there's a lot of artist labels out there, um, but there's a thing where like you know when you have a label, you know as an artist usually you will always come first because you're a fucking artist. You know you care about your art, you don't care about the business, and so sometimes it's hard for artists run. Uh, labels to give the attention to the artists that they deserve because they don't care about that. They're not thinking about that. All they're thinking about is what's my next album coming out? Not necessarily what do you need to thrive as an artist? But that's why it's cool to see this opium tour because it seems like Cardi is actually giving them a real push, you know, and it, it makes Cardi could sell out, you know, a tour on his own. So it's not like he needed this, but it definitely gives it more incentive. It creates uh, some sort of unity within this group of Destroy Lonely, Ken Carson, and Homicide Gang uh, with Cardi. And it just feels, it just, I like that. I like the idea of like a, a, a group of people that are in business together moving as a unit. So I love the Potty Mouth Network so much. Shout out the PMN. But I like I like that, and so I like that. Also, I think this means a new Cardi album must come out before the tour starts. Although that, that's what I've seen Opium fans, Cardi fans saying. But the problem with that is, you know, we just saw what happened with Drake. A lot of people thought, oh, Drake surely will drop an album before his tour. He's not going to drop it after his tour started because what if people want to hear that music from that album? Clearly, Drake does not give a fuck. To be honest, Drake might finish the tour and then put out the album. We'll see, but I think so. It's not a it's not a guarantee that Cardi is dropping an album, but it seems like it's been three years. Uzi dropped usually. I feel like Uzi and Cardi and kind of on the same like year schedule because last time Uzi dropped was you know like I think a week before the pandemic or a week after. No, I think it was March fourteenth. I believe I will never forget that day, man. That's when I listened to um, After Hours. That was a magical experience. Just listening to it in my parents' kitchen. It's awesome. Full circle now that I live in my parents' house. But anyways, that was in March of 2020. Eternal Take. And then Whole Lot of Red is in December of 2020. Which, by the way, I kind of want to do a reaction to because I haven't listened to it yet. And um, if I'm going to listen to it, I want to make content out of it. Because, you know, with Cardi, is like, I just, I don't really care. Like, the last, I tried the last couple albums before Whole Lot of Red. What is, I, for, I forget, Die Lit and fucking the and self-titled. I've tried listening to those projects, and I didn't love them. So, I was like, ah, Whole Lot of Red. I mean, you know, I'm too, I'm, I'm old for two with this guy. I don't know if I want to give him another chance. 
But it's clear that that album has had incredible impact. I mean, the fact that there's people that do that sound, but way, 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 way worse, and they're also signed to his label, shows that that album had importance in, in, in hip-hop music. So I got to go back and listen to What the Fuck is a Big Deal about Whole Lot of Red. It's become like a fucking Christmas album. It's strange, the, the way that it gets talked about. The way it gets talked about, it might be a masterpiece, and I haven't even heard it. So I can't necessarily say if I like it or not, but it's impacting the way people refer to it and how the, the mythos surrounding it, you know what I mean? The lore. It's a lot going on for that album. But this new album looks like it might come out this year, like in the next couple of months. It's going to be a busy couple of months, I'll tell you that much. This Friday, nothing comes out, <laughs> so it's not necessarily, you know. I'm, I'm rec- This will drop Friday. Yeah. Today's Thursday at the time I'm recording this. Yeah, this will drop Friday. So, you know, it is what it is. But. Yeah, today, no album really dropped. Unless it's a surprise album dropped, then it is what it is. What's today? The 14th? Yeah, it's the 14th. And then there's the 21st, which could be Utopia. We don't know. And then the 28th, it's definitely Post Malone, but it could also be you know Travis Scott who knows um and then after that I think an album is supposed to come out August 6th I forget what it is I don't know to be honest I just don't know but I'm just saying it's been a star-studded summer for releases Gunna Young Thug you know Uzi Post Malone Travis Scott hopefully and then Cardi maybe then Drake who knows it's gonna be a a, a jam-packed summer what else is there to say about opium? Opium, it's really, they're the moment right now, by the way. Opium, I don't necessarily get it, but the kids love opium. The kids lo- love Destroy Lonely and Ken Carson and fucking Homicide Gang. You know what I mean? They love them. They're, they're guys. So it, 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 it's fascinating that I don't necessarily get it. I still have li- yet to listen to a full Destroy Lonely album, especially because they're fucking 20 hours, 20 songs long. You're not losing. Can't make a long album, Destroy Lonely. You haven't... You haven't gained that fucking, you know, respect, at least for me. I'm not giving you 20 songs. Like, I like the Looks He Kill. A lot of people killed that song, no pun intended, because it was boring. And it was more of a vibe. Like, I listened to it again the other day. It's like, it's a vibe. It's not one of those songs that you can play over and over and over and over again and not get tired of it. You'll definitely get tired of it. But, you know, every once in a while you play it, it's like it's a vibe. So I'm not mad at it. Ken Carson, I've known about him for a while, too. Homicide Gang looks like they have good beats. They had some shit with underage teens that I guess just got swept right under the rug. I've been expected, you know, them to get out of that label, but now they're going on tour with them. So I guess they just stayed shut. And that opens a bigger conversation about the idea of hip-hop started as a place for the rejects to go to. It's gonna get it's gonna get tricky to talk about. Hip hop started as that place of people that were neglected by society to make art, you know, especially that didn't have the resources. So in a way, I understand why there are so many fucked up people in hip hop and why, as long as they make good music, people are able to just look past it. But it's also certain shit I guess is bad. But I don't know what I mean. I don't really know how bad the homicide gang shit is. I don't know if it was even real or not. You know, I think it was just underage texting, which is bad. 
I don't want to just say just, it was underage texting, or I'm not sure. I didn't do full research into them, so I have no idea what exactly went down, but yeah, man. Uh, homicide gang still kicking around. So it'll be interesting. Out of all of them, I do think I, I will I have more time for homicide gang just because of the beats are pretty good. You know, I remember that that sa- it became a sound on TikTok that homicide, homicide. Dun, 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 dun. Like I like that beat. Had a lot of energy as opposed to it looks cool. Maybe I'm the fashion demon. Right, like there's no energy there, and again, that's why I say there's a vibe. But whenever you have artists with a lot of energy, I like energy in music. I like artists that have fucking energy in their vocals. Anyways. Opium is interesting, and we'll see when they go on tour how they look as a collective, and if Cardi's gonna have Opium artists in his album. Fucking hopefully. I mean, if you're having them on tour, I would that that would make sense to me. You know that you would have a couple of songs with those artists. Maybe a posse cut. Yo, a posse cut of like an Opium posse cut would be fire. That would be pretty cool. I would like to see that. I don't know if it would justify its probably five minute length. But I, I would like to hear that. Yeah, man. It's funny because with opium, it's funny when, when it comes in, so with, with art, you find yourselves in different sides of things, right? right? Like you sometimes find yourself in the minority or the majority, and then you're just confused at the other side. Like, I'm just confused at why people like opium, but then I know there's people that are confused as to why I like Secret Invasion. Like, I have friends that are like, that shit is boring. And I'll be honest, like, l- looking at the show with that in, in, in mind, it's like, I could see it. But it's also, I think it's supposed to be a slower burn. Um, I think it is supposed to be like, oh, it builds, it builds, it's building. It's going to get crazy as it goes on. You got to give, ch- give it a shot, you know? And I think then you get to things like Episode 4, Secret Invasion, which, by the way, I will spoil, you know? I am going to talk about what happens in this episode. It's not that much. It's a pretty short episode. It's probably one of the, the, the more exciting ones. You know, what happens in this episode? It's really like three things. <laughs> it's, it's really short episode. It's weird how short it is, but I wasn't disappointed by it at all. I thought there's a lot of meaningful things that happen. Um, you know, clearly us finding out the Rodius scroll. That's been obvious this whole time. And I'll get into when most likely Rody changed. Who knows? Kevin Feige has been talking about it. In the, well, I'll, I'll get into it. But he starts with that. We, that's one thing that's big that we find out. Uh, I forget. What the fuck is um, the scroll that's good? Played by Ben Mendelsohn. I forget his name, but Ben Mendelsohn dies. That's a shame. I hope he doesn't come back, but it, it looks like he's pretty dead. And also, his fucking squirrel body is laying on the floor. I think that's what's going to reveal, oh, my God, there's fucking aliens in this earth. What the fuck is going on? It's going to burst that bubble. Um, I do want to see the consequences of... Um, the consequences of... Uh, what happens in this uh, episode. Get out of here, Nat. Um, what else? What else happened in this episode? Oh, yeah, you have, um, you know, that, that, that conversation between uh, Priscilla and Fury at their house. 
that was a great the, the two scenes, both the one in 2012 after the Avengers shit happened, and then the ones at their own their own crib after Fury finds out that Priscilla was supposed to kill, uh, you know, Fury. Everything with Priscilla is great, man. The dialogue is amazing. It's it's so beautiful. It, this this is some of the best dialogue we've gotten in any Marvel thing in a while. So I'm enjoying it for that. And then obviously the big action scene with uh with that uh, that leads to Ben Mendelssohn dying. Very well made. A lot of those explosions, they look like real cars were exploding. I like that. It looked a little practical. It looked more practical than usual. You know? Um the only problem with Secret Invasion so far, as much as I'm enjoying it, it's not a lot of meat in those bones. <laughs> it's really not. It's like I'm really trying to do a segment where I'm like reviewing it, and I, it's hard for me to find shit to talk about because it's so like, I don't know. It's 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 weird. It's like yeah, those things happen, and now I'm excited to see what's next. And probably in totality is gonna is gonna is a lot to talk about, but it doesn't feel much below the surface. Meaning things you can really break down. Like, you couldn't do a podcast about this show. And to me, that determines a good show or a bad show, to be honest. Like, the more there is to talk about, the better it is. The more dense it is, the more I like it. But this one is fun, and uh, it's Marvel. So that's why I got a little bit of, you know, uh, I'm invested a little bit more than usual. Like, if this wasn't a Marvel show, I don't think I would have watched it. Fuck no, I wouldn't have watched it. That's yeah, that's true. Not because it would have been bad, but because it'd be like, yeah, I know that. Whatever. What the fuck is the point of that? But because it's Marvel, it's like fun to see Marvel do this kind of thing again. You know, they they did it without Winter Soldier, but yeah, I've been enjoying it. Uh, some major deaths in this episode. Uh, honestly, this does kind of set out for something big in episode five. Like I said, like the consequences of this should be felt. Need the fucking president to be like, what the fuck? Scrolls save me. There's scrolls over there. What's going on? You know, Gravik has fucking group powers and can't fucking die. He has regenerative uh, powers. I don't know what the fuck is going on. That's all the president, by the way. That was the president talking. Yeah, man. I'm, uh, I'm excited. I'm excited to see how the season wraps up. And then what's after this? I think as soon as, because I think it's in two weeks. No. In three weeks, um, Winning Time comes back on. I'm excited for that show. And also, I got four shows that I got to fucking finish because I started, and now I've, it's been bugging me that I haven't finished them. Like, Beef, am I going to finish Beef? I've been debating that. Do I want to finish Beef? Like, I know it's good and all that, but it's like the first three episodes, it's like I watch it, and it's like, all right. It's like it's crazy as fun, and I've been told that it gets pretty nuts near the end. Like, pretty, pretty out there. You know, I might want to watch it for that, but I don't know. There's something about it. I'm just... Serious shows, if you don't watch them in time, at least for me, you just lose interest. It's like, all right, well, I missed that boat. It is what it is. You know? I don't know, man. I, I, I don't know what I'm going to do. I don't know. Other shows I got to finish, Mrs. Davis. It's crazy enough that I think I want to... It looked we I don't know I don't I don't know. The more I, I got a weird thing with like things that if I'm not watching week to week or if I'm not really super excited about it, like things I'm in middle of the road about or things that I want to watch, if I don't force myself to watch it, I just won't because I can find so many reasons not to watch certain shit. You know what I mean? Well, I'm a Virgo, I gotta finish it. 
Black Mirror, that's one of those shows that I'm debating. It's like people are saying it's like episodes, you know, vary from episode to episode. I don't know. I'll finish Black Mirror because it's only three more episodes and they're all completely different. I'll finish Black Mirror. I have episodes three, four, and five to finish. Right? It's only five episodes, right? Let me let me double check that. The first two I had fun with, but then people were talking about like, oh shit is ass. You know what I mean? Some of those episodes are doo-doo. Um, yeah, I don't know how people feel about Okay. The ratings aren't as bad as I thought. Okay. I'll finish Black Mirror. Mrs. Davis, I'm not going to watch. And so that, yeah, because I thought about it. It's like, okay, I'm cool off. Mrs. Davis, I'm cool. I'm, I'm, I'm chilling. It's too long. It's too weird. Beef, man. God. Should I finish Beef? I don't know. I really don't know. I'm, I'm really conflicted. Yeah, I don't. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I really, I really don't know. I'm looking at the titles and descriptions to see if it, it'll sell me on it. They're only thirty minutes though, so uh, I'll finish. I'll, I'll finish. I'll finish beef. Okay, so there you go. I made up my mind. Those are the three shows I gotta finish. Also, this month is kind of ass for shows. I think there was, no, I don't think it was any shows that they were premiering this 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 month. We'll see next month what kind of show. Well, I already said Winning Time. Hopefully, other shows that I'm interested in. Um, and next week is Barbie is Barbie Heimer, Barbenheimer. I'm watching that, and I've already you know set. I bought tickets to watch both Oppenheimer and Barbie with two different friends, so that's good. So the next pod that I do will be about. Mainly those two movies. It's gonna be a break. It's gonna be a Barbenheimer breakdown. Um. Yeah, yeah. That's uh, this. Yeah, that, that's that's all for all the topics I wanted to talk about. Now you know it's time for everybody's favorite segment, the Rec Room. I got to be honest with you, I'm just been wasting time to get this episode of 45 minutes. It's really all I've been doing this episode. I could have been stopped it, but I just wanted to get it to 45 minutes at the very least. That's all. And I can talk about shit always. You know, I just spent good three minutes, probably maybe more just talking about should I watch this show? So I could, I could always extend it. But that's what so you guys know, I'm, I like to be transparent about what kind of content you're getting. In terms of reg. Thing, you know, things I want to recommend. Um, Dominic Fike's album, I do want to recommend it. I think it's pretty good. It's flying under the radar. I don't see anybody talking about it. I think Dominic Fike's uh, uh, reputation, like he went from an unknown to a like kind of loathed person. And it's weird because it, it's weird. It, I guess this is what Euphoria does to a motherfucker, man. Like the, the fact that <laughs> he was kind of unknown, like he had just one album that was kind of like a mixtape because there was a lot of kind of unfinished ideas in there that I really liked, but it still wasn't fully finished, fully thought out songs. Just this guy experimented with sounds. And then he goes from that to being heavily pushed in the industry and then also being in Euphoria. You know, the highly anticipated season two of Euphoria. And then he starts dating uh, Jules. I forget the characters, the actor's name. And then they break up because he cheats on her or whatever. I don't know what the fuck happens. And now he's loath again. And then his next album comes out and nobody cares again. It's a weird, like, you know, weird arc. I think they waited way too long to put out the album. Like, the album should have been came out 
as soon as Euphoria finished to ride off the 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 anticipation or the the, the awareness that people had of him as an actor. But it comes two years later. Is it two years later? Yeah, two fucking years later. Ah. What the fuck was was Euphoria? Was Euphoria season two in 2021 or 2022? I gotta find that out. Because dropping two years later is fucking ridiculous. Okay, it's only it's a year. Yeah. Well, when the wound, I think I think it started. Season two started in 2021 and rolled into 2022. That's what it looks like. Uh, well, no, it started. It started literally January 9th, 2022. So it was 2022, and then now we're in 2023. So a year and a half waiting. But this fucking album dropped, Dominic Fike. What the fuck? And it probably wasn't on him. It was on Steam. But that's ridiculous. But here's what I'll say about the album. I, I enjoyed the album. I think I will recommend it. I think you guys should check it out. It's fun, you know, alternative music. But the thing that I realized listening to this album is that a lot of the sounds that I liked Dominic Fike's album for, I've just been exploring more alternative music. And so now when he does it again, it's like, I've heard this all. I've heard this already. But the thing that makes him stand out is, is the fact that he raps. He's cooler than a lot of the people that make alternative music. You know, and I know that that sounds like some like dick riding, you know what I mean? To be like, this guy's cool, but it's just, he just does. He's not white as shit. That's really all it is. Out of all the artists making alternative music, I'll be listening to him. What the fuck did they be talking about? Some real white shit. At least Dominic Fike is like, you know, he's had struggles in life. Feels like he has a perspective. He has some serious shit. He has a serious bag to get into and he can kind of rap a little bit. And he's not a rapper, but he's able to do it in a well enough way where it's like, you're not taking it back. You know, it's not varsity bars. Like that fucking Spotify playlist of just white college students rapping. Yeah, I, li- I, li- I like this album. Sunburn, you can check it out. Another album that it's old, it's not new, but it's from 2021. I got suggested it on my Apple Music uh, homepage. And I was like, fuck it, I'll just do an old album. I'll break bad habits because I do have a bad habit of, you know, not liking to go back in time to listen to shit because i feel like i I missed it it's over now just let's move ahead uh but with this album i broke that rule and it's really good and it's dion d-i-j-o-n absolutely Uh, i posted this album and i got a lot of props so a lot of people have been like you got taste and i was like thank you so i'm just saying this is an album you can put in your story and you know the the people who get it the girls who get it get it They'll, list, they'll be like, oh, you tapped in. I see what kind of vibe you on. I'm just dropping, I'm just dropping every single AAVE phrase that I can think of. Highly problematic, but it is what it is. Yeah, Dion absolutely is a great R&B album. Um, the song that I would recommend from there will be The Dress. Um, and the song that I would recommend from Dominique Fike's album would be uh, the first one, How Much Is Weed. And funnily enough... Both of the songs are on the Freshly Squeezed playlist. You know what I mean? I forgot to say that at the housekeeping at the beginning. Let me, out, let me add that in there. I'm going to write it now so that I, that, that I don't forget in future episodes. What is it? Um, freshly Squeezed. Listen to Freshly Squeezed. Listen to my playlist. Freshly Squeezed. Yeah. Those two thongs, those two songs are oh whoa, that was some real lispy shit. Those two thongs. Those those two thongs. Oh my god, how do people with lisp talk? Those two songs are 
in that playlist, Freshly Squeezed. And I've been taking a new approach to that playlist because for a while it'll just be listen to all the new music and just put the best ones in that playlist. But it wouldn't make for the best like playlist that like playlist on its own. You know, it would just be too weird, too many different sounds. It wouldn't be cohesive. And so now what I'm doing is that trying to make it cohesive and just adding old songs that people may have missed. And by old is also like it's still technically new because like what counts as new music? Two years, I think that's technically still new music. So this Dion album is a new album relatively to music history. How about that? But yeah, those two songs that I would recommend are in that playlist. You should check it out. Now I'm really trying to make like actually good playlists that, you know, people are like, oh my God, this guy knows how to make a fucking playlist. And I'm doing it weekly, which is fucking psychotic, but it is what it is. Check it out. Updated every week. Sometimes I may update it Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Wednesday, Thursday. Who knows? Just just follow the playlist. You know what I mean? Just hit the fucking the ad button and it'll change. And it should tell you that it's, it should like update it yesterday or whatever the fuck it says. But yeah, that's going to be it for Rec Room, man. And that's going to be it for this episode. I made it past 45 minutes, which is what I was hoping for. And um, hopefully this episode was good force this energy well not necessarily force it but i forced myself to start it because i had a mini uh uh crisis at the beginning of this this week i've had a crisis of like dog i think podcasts are done and honestly after doing this one i'm kind of agreeing <laughs> like i'm still my mind hasn't changed on that but i still did it and that's what matters but yeah that's gonna be it for this episode y'all thank you so much for listening to this episode and i'll see you guys next week bye <laughs>